Barnes and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. That's right. The NHL draft is tomorrow. In fact, we've got a draft party show. We are going to be live out on the road tomorrow at Wasted Green in Old Town Scottsdale. For the Coyotes draft party, if you want to come by, say hi, RSVP using the link on the Coyotes Twitter account. Joining us right now from the site of this year's NHL draft, that would be Nashville, the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes, Bill Armstrong, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Bill, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. I imagine you are you the most popular GM at the in Nashville right now. Twelve picks across both <laughs> days, seven selections in the first three rounds. I mean, I was even just oh, looking yeah. at all your draft, and I know you love second round picks because you you got a good history yeah, hitting a, between seventy and eighty eight. You got four picks between seventy and eighty eight. Mm-hmm. You must be the most popular guy in Nashville. I am. Well, nobody really ever likes a coyote, do you? I mean, you know, you know if, if you're in Arizona, they're always looking for your dog. They're always looking for something to eat. You know, we're the same way. <laughs> you know, we're, always, we're always looking to steal picks and players. So, uh, but no, it's. Uh, I mean, listen, we're 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 in a good situation. You know, um, we're going to pick high. Uh, we got two great picks, and there's some there's some good players there. I'm excited. Um, you know, teams are. You know, obviously everybody's jockeying and and calling and going through all the. Uh, you know, the steps that you go through, um, but we're, we're excited where we are and it's going to be a great day for us. Well, you know, last year, I think you made four trades, I think. I mean, you were very busy, very active. Yeah. You've made trades before with all the picks that you have. Do you anticipate that you're going to make a few more trades tomorrow? You never know. You know, uh, as you get closer, things appear sometimes that normally you don't. So you don't want to rule out anything. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, if we just stay in where we are and, and pick away, we're, we're going to get some good talent there. Um, but that doesn't mean we, we, we won't change. You know, somebody offers us the world to, to move. You never know. Um, uh, but for the most part, I would think we're just going to pick. And uh, um, that's an exciting time for the staff uh, to be able to finally get up there and, and get into some more talent and add some more players for the Yotes. All right, the the thing I want to know, first and foremost, matching suits again tomorrow for you and the crew? And if so, what color are we going with, Bill? Well, I can't give that top secret stuff, but I can tell you we will be matching. <laughs> and uh, we got a different color, and the boys are excited about that. That's kind of a little bit of our culture and our identity. Okay. Uh, there'll be a mass of uh, certain color going through the crowd tomorrow. and. Okay. Uh, It'll be the it'll be the Yotes uh, the Yotes Army. We'll be walking down the street, and there'll be about forty of them wearing the same suit. So it's going to be a good time. Is it going to is it going to um, is it going to pop a little bit more than the blueberry colored suits you guys wore last year? Because well, that was going to pop. Yeah, gonna, no, you're going to like it. You're you're, you're going to like the look. There's a couple special things on the arms too. It's uh, we've taken it to a new level. So. Um, certainly going to make our mark on the draft, not only with the suits, but the picks, too. It's going to be a big day. Was there, I mean, it had to be initial disappointment when the draft lottery came and you guys ended up sixth because we know how good the top three guys are in this draft. But as you do more and more homework on this draft, there's a, this is a really good, talented forward class for the NHL draft, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and listen, there's, there's, there's good forwards in there. Um, and and there's later on, there's some good players. Um, I know we've got some some thirds, four thirds. It's just a great opportunity for our staff to go to work and and pick. Uh, you know, in the, in the first round, you get excited about some of those guys that are 
are sitting there. And, uh, you know, for us as an organization, we're getting to the point where we're not only making steps with the big club and it's coming together. If we can draft well behind the scenes and then slowly just let these players come into our lineup over the next three to five years, it's going to be we're going to put together a good roster, a roster that's going to give us a chance to win a championship. I know, you know, everybody's looking for defensemen, but is this, you know, from everything that that I've read and everything that, you know, my knowledge of the draft, it's not the best class for defensemen, better for forwards. Do you agree with that? Uh, listen, you, listen, where we're picking, <laughs> there's, a, there's, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get what you need, whether you pick a D-man or a forward. You're going to get what you need. Um, so I think that's the excitement. There, there, there's both for us. If we choose to go the forward route, there's going to be talented forwards. And if, if we choose to go down to, uh, to grab a D-man, um, there's going to be a talented defenseman there too. So, um, you know, either way we go, um, come draft day, we're going to add some talent to the organization. Yeah, let's not forget, I mean, the talent that you guys already have, guys like, you know, Dylan Gunther and Logan Cooley and even Josh Doan. I mean, there are, you've got a lot of good prospects already, so this is just going to be adding to what is already a talented young core that you hope to build around. Yes, and I, and I agree with that. You know, Logan Cooley, not only rated from our staff, is one of the best prospects in the National Hockey League, but he's rated on three other publications as being the number one um, rated prospect in the world. So we're, we're excited about him, uh, along with Gunther and, the, and you know, Lamaru and the Geekies of the world and the Dudas. Um, we've got some very talented kids coming our way, and we're hoping to add to that um, over the next three years with all our picks. Um, you know, and obviously we've we've added, uh, you know, if you look at the guys that we got on waivers last year with Ingram and Valimaki, and now we've just added Jersey on a trade. Our team is slowly coming along um, up top. And we're slowly adding more prospects, and it's uh, it's just a matter of time as we get the young kids into the lineup that we're going to be we're going to have a chance to compete for playoffs. Since you, uh, Bill Armstrong, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show, since you mentioned Jersey, I wanted to ask you about him. Twenty-four year old defenseman, you made the trade over the weekend, mm-hmm. sending a second round pick that you got from Montreal back in twenty twenty one in a Dvorak trade. Tell me about Jersey, what he adds, and why you guys targeted him. Well, he he to us is a defenseman that can can really add in on the power play. He's a volume puck mover. He does a great job moving the puck coming out of his own end and neutral end transition just in the forwards. He, he gets the puck up there, got a great shot from the point. He distributes it. He can bring the puck up on the power play. He's got a lot of different elements. The thing that you yeah, really get excited what make a top four D is they can play in all the all the moments and he kills penalties too. So he's got an opportunity to move in there and, 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 and take charge of that. And uh, you know, we had moved out Gossip Spear and he can come right in and take his place and, and add in and give us that offensive flair from the backside and somebody that we desperately need. He's a threat with a shot from the point. So um, he has a, a great chance to make some good impact and I know our forwards, our forward group was excited just because of his power play uh, ability. Yeah, and and I thought he had a really good late year last year, right? Nine goals, 29 assists. He had 38 points in 72 games. Good right-handed shot, only 24 years old. Was part of it because he's going to be a restricted free agent after this next season, correct? Yes, correct. You know, and he's, he's, he's for us, where we're at, He's in that same age group, too. He's the same age as the Valimakis and the Kellers of the world and the Barrett Hayden. He's right he's in the Krauses. He's right into that same age group as we're trying to build around. So 
for us, yeah, he was the right fit contract wise, uh, along with skill wise and, and age wise. He's, he's a good fit for this organization. Bill Armstrong, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show. Were you surprised, not surprised, disappointed in Logan Cooley's decision to return to Minnesota for a sophomore season? Well, uh, listen, at the end of the day, it's the player's choice. Um, you know, Logan had a great season. I think he felt like in his blood that there was some unfinished business. You know, he had lost the Hobie Baker. He had lost in the national championship game, and he didn't win the World Juniors. And, and those were goals that he set out that he wanted to get accomplished. And I think he had some disappointment because he didn't reach those goals. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. You never know. Uh, maybe he comes later on in the summer. Who knows? Uh, we're still optimistic about the fact that, uh, um, you know, what we have for him is opportunity, uh, an opportunity to play on a good team and, and be a key contributor. Um, so uh, we're still optimistic about it. I know he's made his commitment, but uh, uh, I didn't get this job because I don't get first and second efforts. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't doubt it. Let's uh, let's make sure we plug the Italian on this show. We got to do that. Matias Michelli. Yeah. Uh, 2022-23 all-rookie team. You've got to be very, very, very proud of him. Uh, Fourth-round draft pick. I mean, in 2019, had an unbelievable year. First player in in, in the history of the organization to pace rookies and assists. He had 38. Just a tremendous year. It's nice to see him get on and on that NHL all-rookie team. Absolutely. You know, he he didn't win the rookie of the year, and and Bernier is well-deserved. But our guy, Michelli, I thought was in that same class. I, th- I thought that he's somebody that, you know, uh, let's be honest, if you're playing on the East Coast, maybe, you know, he gets more recognition. Um, but, but where he was and, and how he fit into our lineup, he was a star for us. And he's, he's got some great ability. He's got some great potential to be an impact player for us. He's a special passer. Um, he can bring you right out of your seat with some of the, the plays he makes coming across the uh, the offensive line. So, he was just a, a huge impact player for us, and hopefully he can go home in the summer, train, come back a step forward, and then just and really take his game to that next level. And I think the other thing about as we're talking about awards, I know Clayton Keller, our, our number one player, was up for the Masterton Award last, yep. last night. He didn't get it. Uh, Chris Letang got it for, the, for, for, for Pittsburgh. But what he did, uh, for, for me, I, I grew a huge amount of respect for a guy that had his femur snapped in half and, you know, he, he absolutely got crushed on the play, came back, didn't miss a game, and had the best season of his life. Um, you know, he was honored last night. He didn't win the award, but he was honored. And it was a special moment for our organization just because it showed his commitment uh, to being a, an impact player for this organization. He didn't take a game off. And uh, that was credit to him and what he did in the summer to get back. We're late for a break, but I really want to quick before we say goodbye. I wanted to ask you about Connor Ingram and the decision to re-sign him. Yeah. Tell me about that, about that a little bit. Yeah, he's he, he put in one of the best goaltending performances in the last seven years I've seen in my eyes and and in the analytical world. He was phenomenal. He had a great year. He took steps, and for us, you know, we see the ability that he's he's going to challenge at some point to be a number one goaltender. He's got special ability. Um, and I think there's more that he has. He's, he's still got more potential. He, he's going to give us a chance to compete every night, him and Veggie, and hopefully push this organization to the next level. Um, we like what we saw last year. We picked him up off waivers, and I think he's got more to give. And, and, uh, and truly, I think he, he's got an opportunity to be a number one goaltender in the National Hockey League. So we're looking forward to seeing him back on the ice with us in the, in the fall. Appreciate the time, Bill, as always. Best of luck with the draft tomorrow, and we'll talk soon, okay? 
Okay, guys. Thank you very much. Take care.